Um, okay. Seems like I'm actually doing this. Hi everyone, my name is Marietta and welcome to my podcast. We don't have a name yet, I'm not gonna lie. This podcast is nameless as of this moment that I'm recording it. But I wanted to do this for a long time and I've always put it off. So I decided I am doing this and I will come up with a name later when I'm actually posting it. So like I said, my name is Marietta and I think it's a good idea to do a bit of an intro before I get into the podcast and talk about whatever I'm going to be talking about. But um, essentially, I am your typical Gen Z girl. I am 22 years old. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in business. I don't know what I why I said that. That's the first thing about myself. Mostly what I would like to do is the things that I've learned from therapy and the things that I'm still learning in therapy. Um, I think it's a good idea to have this podcast as a platform to hold myself accountable um, and also to maybe share my knowledge or my experience if it can help anyone at all, like even one person. I think for me... This is the best platform for holding myself accountable and making sure I am making progress because when I say something publicly, I tend to stick to it. So I think this is as public as it can get. And since I've been wanting to start a podcast or to start a YouTube channel or like a TikTok account for ages now, uh, I'd say for like 10 years... (laughs) I was maybe 12, 11 when I first fell in love with YouTube and found my favorite YouTubers on there. Um, And I always, always put it off just due to a few reasons that I will go through today. So I thought, what better way to start a podcast that you have wanted to do for a long time than by talking about the things that held you back from starting it? Like I said, I have been to therapy, I'm still in therapy, I think it is an amazing resource, an amazing tool for self-discovery and growth, even if you don't feel like you have the traditional problems that people usually discuss in therapy, I still think it's a great idea to just go to a few sessions just to get to know yourself better and recently what I've been talking about with my therapist is my insecurities and my fear of failure, um, my fear of being perceived not like I actually am, my fear of receiving criticism um, and I think all of those things are super relevant here and today and I think it is something that can be relatable for a lot of people and you don't have to have a creative path of work or to have a creative idea that has not come to fruition yet for this topic to be relevant it is something that you can struggle with in school it is something that can be bothering you in your personal life 
um, it is something that can hold you back from even doing easy things like trying out a new hobby and I think it is important that we all just sit with those emotions, sit with those feelings, sit with those thoughts and try to work them out. So hopefully today, even though I am not a therapist and I am no way qualified to give advice like a therapist would, I'm hoping that whatever I've learned can help some of you guys. So the first thing I would like to talk about today is fear of failure. This is mostly defined as an anxiety of not performing up to the standard that you have in your mind for something. I really, really struggle with it sometimes. I'm a huge procrastinator and I procrastinate because I know if I do something at the very last minute and I don't devote time to it and it doesn't perform the way that I want it to, then I'll be more okay with it than if I actually pay attention to something, devote time and energy to it, and then it underperforms. So I procrastinate a lot of the time. I sometimes don't try new things that are out of my usual um, interests because I think that the people who are good at those things might look at me and think that I'm not. Sometimes my fear of failure stops me from doing very irrelevant, like small things that on a bigger scale honestly don't really matter, but still I make it a big thing in my mind and I just procrastinate doing it or think about doing it, talk about it and never actually do it because I'm like, mm, what if it doesn't perform well? And a good example here, like I mentioned, I've always wanted to start this podcast. I've always wanted to have a YouTube channel to vlog, to talk to people on camera and I've always put it off. I tried it once, even I wouldn't call it like an actual full try because I filmed one vlog when I was in Norway and then I didn't do anything else about it so I just posted it online. That was it. This fear of failure and the way my therapist described it and the way that she asked me to view it was super cool and I thought to myself she is incredibly right. First of all I gave a shape and a color to it and in my mind, my fear of failure was this like spiky 2D thing that was the color of like poop. <laughs> it was not a good color. The shape was like super spiky. That was my fear of failure. Then she asked me to identify where it was in my body. And for me, a lot of my negative emotions are stored in my chest. So fear of failure was here as well. Um, and then she asked me to just imagine myself removing it from myself, from my body, putting it aside somewhere in the room, you choose the place, and then getting rid of it in a very specific way that I want to. For me, it was... Sorry, I have a parrot and he just likes to scream. 
Um, for me, it was erasing it with an eraser. So I did that and I instantly felt so much lighter about this fear of failure. Um, Cause I thought, yeah, this ugly thing that I just removed from my body, I just erased it. And in reality, it can be like that. Like I can actually think of fear of failure that way. I can not give a fuck about it. I can just delete it. Um, so I did that. And then another thing she did was she asked me, um, what would I feel if I actually failed? And to be honest, failing is not something that I am used to. Um, all my life, I have been like, this is going to sound so braggy and I don't want to be braggy. It's just facts. So I have to just lay it out there. All my life, I have been um, the chosen one, like a favorite. Teachers have always loved me. I've been very good at school. I'm really good at academic stuff. Um, I've been an A student all my life. I've won a lot of things. I've participated in a lot of things. I have actually done a lot of extracurricular stuff. I have been good at the hobbies that I've had. Um, I've been dancing since I was like four or five years old and I still do that and I still am quite good at it, not bad. I mean, other people be a judge of that, but I think I'm not too bad. Um, I used to paint and I was not bad at it either. I would get my artworks um, exhibited in museums and stuff with a lot of other kids uh, who were super gifted. I tried swimming. I gave it up after like 30 years, but still, I was pretty good at it. It's just my brain works in a way that has made me pretty good at most things. Failure was never an option for me because of the standards that I created for myself and because of the expectations that other people had of me. Recently, it could be minor things, but like um, when I had a relationship fail, uh, like two years ago, that was not easy for me because I looked at it as my personal failure, which is something that I worked on in therapy. And if a relationship fails, it is not a personal failure. It never is. It's just um, things like that happen. Although it was not a good experience for me and I did get my heart broken. I still viewed it as like my mishap of misjudging a person and devoting my energy, something that was not right for me. So I looked at it as a personal failure and it took me months in therapy to actually get over it. I looked at it as a failure and that really, really deeply hurt me. Um, and then I'd say in my career, I've been super lucky and um, I'd say privileged as well because I started working when I was 16. I wanted to start an actual career instead of just like doing small jobs here and there like a normal regular teenager would do. I decided that I wanted a career that I could progress in 
And so I started working in social media marketing. That is what I used to study at college, which is like the equivalent to high school, but it's a private thing. And you go there to get a profession and you become a junior professional. So I chose to do that. And I was privileged and lucky enough that my parents could afford it. So I got an education in marketing and I started working in social media marketing at 16. Then I, when I was 18, almost about to turn 18, I got an offer from another bigger company and they specifically asked, asked for me because I had this experience already. So I joined that company and then um, I had the opportunity to do a semester in Norway. I won with my friend in this competition to participate in this special program with this university in Norway. So I, while I was studying there, I got a lot of opportunities to go through trainings like sales, PPC and whatnot, it's just business stuff. And then I got an, another job offer um, and that is the current job that I have and it's TikTok marketing and I've been loving doing that. So I've been kind of lucky in that sense and um, I understand and this is something that I've been working on as well that it is also due to me being a good professional and me having the knowledge and the skills necessary that these companies are looking for but it's still i can consider myself lucky i always say i'm a lucky girl the lucky girl syndrome that is just my jam so for me uh failure uh was not that big of an option in my career as well and if i did face situations where i couldn't just get through it as easily as others i would be super um, bummed about those but I love those because that makes me grow the most but at the same time it's like when something's unusual to you and when you fear something and then it happens it's always not going to be a pleasant feeling so and when, now that I have graduated from uni I graduated actually last year and I applied to three other colleges, three universities for my master's degree. And for my master's degree, I want to do fashion. I want to do fashion management, like an MBA in fashion. Um, I applied to three, got accepted to two, one of them being the London College of Fashion, which is like the number one college school in the world. But the fact that I got rejected from the third one, that made me feel like shit. Cause I couldn't comprehend why they, did it, why they didn't want me. So. In my mind, my mind always does this thing. It just shifts to thinking um, to black and white way. I'd say it's just all oh, these two accepted me. That is great. But this third one rejected me. So that means I am not good enough, which is not true, which is not something I would say to my friends, which is not something I think of other people who got accepted into, let's say, Yale and got rejected from Stanford. I would never say they're not good enough there obviously really really good that they got accepted into Yale it's just Stanford maybe for some reason thought they, they were not a fit for their college so what okay cool these things um they are unusual feelings for me in some way so I would just concentrate on those and actually internalize those and try to make everything about me when it is not really about me and I just have this ten tendency of making things about me. Just, ugh. I am a drama queen and I like attention, so I've always been this way. Um, so I talked about those things with my therapist as well. 
And then um, she asked me this question of what would happen if you actually did fail. And then I thought there, um, I sat there and I thought for a second and I was like, um, to be honest, mm, nothing much. Like I can try again. And we live on this floating rock. Um, in this big ass universe and if I fail it a new creative thing that I want to try it's not really gonna make a difference in the world I am not a doctor operating on a patient where failure is like a super high-stake situation exit I am just trying a new creative thing and if I fail Cool, then be it. Okay, sure. So I thought about that and I was like, yes, she is right. This is what she's been trying to tell me for like three sessions now. Um, it is okay to fail and all the people that I look up to and all the people that I'm sure you guys look up to and like idealize and like think of the most successful person. Yet that person has failed a bunch of times. So... I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I'm glad that I'm paying this woman to be my therapist. Like, This is something that I had to be reminded of. And it's just been something that I've been thinking about recently. And I think this is the main reason why I'm here, sat here in my living room with this mic that is changing ugly colors with my phone as a camera. And I don't even have a podcast name yet. But I am doing this because even if this doesn't work out, I will know that I tried, which is always, always better than never trying and just living things as they are, like maintaining the status quo and thinking of lost opportunities once they are already far behind. It is true. It's just... I would rather try and fail than never try and never know what could happen because uncertainty to me is the worst feeling ever. So, yeah, um, that's why I'm here right now. And I also thought about it and I realized that the saying, the fortune favors the brave. It is very, very true like how many people you know that are super talented like amazing people that could be great at something that they wanted to do for a long long time but they never do it so they never reach their full potential and then someone who's less good at the same thing just does it and gets all the praise and all the success that the other person could get i would hate to be the other person who never tries things so i decided that from now on i'm just gonna honor my desires and i'm gonna honor all of the creative ideas that i have that i want to bring to life and i'm just gonna do those some of them will work out some will not it is fine the world is not gonna end if they don't work out but i will know that i've tried and i will know that i put something out there in the universe and I 
trusted the process and I actually enjoyed it because I do genuinely enjoy doing creative things. So why not? And I also think um, I love, I'm a very spiritual girly, so I love listening to other spiritual girlies explain their manifestation methods, uh, explain their beliefs. And one quote that really resonates with me is, if you want it, if you really, really want it, if you truly desire it, then it is yours. I think this goes out to any other thing. If you're not really interested in it, you're not going to be thinking about it. So if you are thinking about it, then you better start working on it. You better do something about it because it is yours. In some way or another, it is definitely yours. Like I mentioned, a lot of the successful people that you have in your mind as examples, they have failed a lot of times to be where they are currently. And you only see the current situation that they have. And sometimes you disregard the past and their path of failing to get to this place. So you feel like you have to get it right the first time you do it. But it is not true. That is not the way life works. I mean, a lot of people do get things right the first time they try it. They're super lucky. But I don't think that's the majority of people. The majority of us... Just try and try different things, especially when it comes to creative endeavors. You just try and try things and then one thing works out and then people know you for it and then you become an example as well. To me, I love Good Mythical Morning. I love Red and Link. I don't know if you guys know them. I have loved them since I was 14, 13 years old. They're like my internet fathers. I I genuinely love the people that they are, the way that they think. The content that they make, I just love them. I feel like your family, this parasocial relationship that I have with them. Um, I just genuinely think of them as like great people uh, who are doing a lot of great things. And I love the content that they're making. And to think about it, they started out as engineers. They were working as engineers. They had always had this desire to do creative things, but at 22, which I am 22 years old now, they were engineers working in a different field, um, getting married, like newly vets, struggling with money, but they decided to stick to doing one creative thing every weekend. And then lo and behold, they tried a lot of things. They tried TV, they filmed commercials, they tried to pitch a lot of TV shows and whatnot. And they started their YouTube account and then it became what it is now today with over like 8 billion views and like the combined, I think, 18 million subscribers and the words that they have received and they're just pioneers of YouTube. So they failed a lot of things and I know this because I know their story because I really like their stories and I love the work that they're doing. So it is to me a great example of like people just trying um, something that they're passionate about, failing but not giving up. So in the end, they get to where they are currently, which I think is just amazing. But like I mentioned, fear of failure is not the only thing holding people back. And me personally, it's not the only one. Um, Insecurities around my appearance and personality also were a big factor that really held me back 
when I was younger, when I was at school, I used to get bullied about my nose, which I didn't like either, so it would really get to me. Um, I was super, super self-conscious about it. I would think everyone was staring at me, judging my face because of it. Um, now that I look back, I see that I had a very normal, pretty cute nose, but still. Um, and like I could grow to love it if I kept it, but at 17, when I was like six months away from turning 18, I got a nose job and I'm very happy that I did. And also very happy that I was in a position to afford a nose job and like I had my parents support as well. I wouldn't undo it because I love my nose now, but my nose was one thing. Another thing was just looking at myself in the viewfinder or like seeing myself on video not liking something about me and I'm a perfectionist I have this tendency of nitpicking myself and like really really judging myself both appearance wise and personality wise and like knowledge wise and the way that I speak and I wouldn't like my voice on video I wouldn't like the way I would move my mouth on video I wouldn't like I don't know a gesture that I would do so I would delete everything just tuck it away get rid of it because I couldn't stand looking at myself and I thought um, even if I cannot like bear looking at myself and seeing and hearing myself then other people definitely will really really dislike it or they will call out things and it will make me super insecure about myself and I also always feared that my personality being not as quirky as most of the popular girls on my age um, on social media are, I thought maybe I wouldn't be relevant to people and so I started getting insecure about that because at the time where people my age were obsessed about boys, which is normal, girls, relationships, um, when I was 16, I, I think until like 19, I couldn't care less about guys in a romantic sense, like I used to have crashes in school, but it was never serious. It was nothing that consumed me. It was nothing that I would stay up late thinking about. It was just something that I would do because everyone else was doing and it became this whole thing at school. It's a very long story for another time, but like <clears throat> I wasn't genuinely interested in finding a boyfriend when I went to college, um, meaning the high school. Um, I honestly was not interested in any guy. I was not interested in finding a boyfriend. I have always been interested in flirting and socializing and like getting on men's nerves, but never actually pursuing a relationship. So when everyone was talking about relationships, about guys, about boys, I was more interested in other things of like actually focusing on myself, trying new things, volunteering, learning new things, starting a career. Um, so I thought I wouldn't be relevant and relatable at that point in time. Now, currently, I think I am more relatable <laughs> for girls my age, um, and not just my age. And I don't think we're only girls. I like to call myself a young woman because that is what I am. I am a young woman. Um, I feel more confident now in it. And I think it comes with age and it comes with experience and it comes with just basically living your life and one day you wake up and you care less about the small things that you don't like about your appearance one day you wake up and you realize that you have grown a lot so you're more confident in your 
personality so um yeah i decided that i'm not gonna let those things hold me back anymore because i'm sure if i decide to concentrate on things that i don't like about myself then i will find ten thousand more things and i will never do anything and i will never even get out of this house and see people because i would think that they will think the same thing as like people on the internet would if they saw me so I just decided that I'm not going to let those affect me and um, again I discussed this with my therapist and the so what approach that she introduced to me I mean she didn't introduce it to me it's like super popular on social media as well but like the way that she explained it and presented it to me it really resonated with me so I think just saying so what in those cases is like really really helpful like you stop giving a fuck which is amazing I think like you think oh my hair doesn't look that great today okay cool so uh you can fix it try to wash it again style it again even if that doesn't work out so what okay cool today will be a bad hair day tomorrow will be better fuck it we'll find something to fix it um and i think it is like a really really cool approach to like actually stop giving a fuck which is essentially what i wish to reach the total uh, zen mode of like genuinely not caring what irrelevant people think about you and i think this brings me to my third point um the third thing that i was really worried about opening myself to receive criticism um which criticism can be constructive and it can be not constructive and very harming and like irrelevant and i think the one thing that everyone should know is how to differentiate um, between constructive criticism and just basically hate Um, and it can be both online and in real life and that is looking at the person who is giving the advice the feedback the criticism and asking yourself is this person authorized do they have the knowledge and the expertise to be giving advice around this topic and do they have my best interest at heart while they're doing this if the answer is no to any of those things then their feedback is not relevant honestly if for example you were to visit your dentist and they told you that you have a cavity that you need to get fixed um you would accept that advice feedback because it is your dentist you trust them you've been going to them for ages and they know what they're doing they're really good at their job so if they tell you you have a cavity and you need to get it fixed it means they want to help you have better dental health but if some random person on the internet watches your video and is like sees your face from four meters away to the camera and then they're watching the screen and they're like oh you have a cavity I hate cavities okay like who are you you're not my dentist you're not a professional that I trust and you damn sure as hell have no idea who I am and really don't have my best interest at heart like why would I listen to you I wouldn't so it's as simple as that so I started looking at criticism and feedback from that standpoint and I've to be honest I've been open to constructive criticism because I like to grow and I like I said I'm 
perfectionist more or less so I really really value when I get valuable feedback from other people that can help me grow but if it's something that is not relevant that they don't say from a place of caring or loving or they don't have the expertise to advise me about any topic then I would just disregard it so I think it's a really cool approach to have and it's really helpful all of this I think is to say that at one point you just have to say fuck it so what if it doesn't work out so what if someone doesn't like it um I want to do it so I'm gonna do it and that is the end of the discussion and I think that is the best thing that you can do for yourself and I'm not talking about instances where you're gonna hurt other people like I don't know stealing someone's boyfriend that's not what I'm saying I'm talking about professional creative endeavors like hobbies or new education or um starting a podcast or painting something and then showing it to people writing music learning how to ride a bike I don't know there is a lot of things and I'm speaking about those cases where you just hold yourself back because of some thoughts that you have in your mind that are not even yours to begin with um you just have to say so what okay cool and just do it because that is the only way to know if the thing you want to do will work out or not like there is no other way you just have to do it um and again if it doesn't work out that is also fine you can try something else tomorrow in a week in a month in six months you can come up with something else if you want to do it if you don't want to do it then it's also fine like you don't have to do anything this has been something that i've been working on in therapy um this is something that i'm still gonna work on in therapy but i think the growth that i can see in myself from where i was a month ago and to now where i have set up my camera and i'm talking to it and i'm recording myself and i'm not thinking about all of the negative consequences or like the negative feedback that i can receive although it is not a given it might all be positive but still my mind's gonna go there um i think this is incredible and i would say i'm proud of myself and you should be proud of yourself too because um positive self-talk is not something that is normalized in most cultures so it can seem cringy to you but i promise you it is something that's gonna be so crucial to actually learning to let go of fears anxieties and just trusting yourself to try things and be okay if they don't work out and be okay if they do work out so thank you so much for listening um i am very actually excited that i finally recorded this i'm gonna edit this and i'm gonna post this and i'm gonna find a name for this podcast finally but i think it's a good thing that i'm doing this and not just waiting around and and excusing myself and coming up with other excuses for why i'm not doing it so yeah and this is something that i learned from grace beverly she is um 
she's a youtuber she is a british entrepreneur and she owns amazing fitness brands she's like a queen honestly she's awesome and I, this is something that i heard her say and this is something that i read in her book working hard or hardly working um getting things done is way better than not doing things because you want them to be perfect like just doing things is much better than getting them perfect so this is me just doing this my first ever try hopefully this will work out because i love podcasts i listen to them all of the time um but yeah this is me just trying it and not waiting for perfection so i'm hoping to see you soon with a name for this podcast and a schedule so yeah thank you so much whoever you are if it's like five people who listen to this i still love you and you can do whatever you want to do and you've got this bye